Hi everybody, I'm Athena and welcome back to Finding Flow podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring women to become the healthiest and happiest versions of themselves that they can possibly be. Join me each week as we talk about all things to do with women's health, nutrition, periods, hormones, mindset and all of that good stuff. If you enjoy the podcast and you find it really helpful, then I would absolutely love for you to support me by leaving me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and also a rating on Spotify. and welcome back to Finding Flow podcast. In today's episode, I wanted to cover fertility myths. So common misconceptions that people think about when it comes to fertility. I really think there are a lot of fertility misconceptions because nobody is really taught about fertility or anything to do with women's health in the education system, or at least they're not in the UK. I don't know about other parts of the world, but I know in the UK, we're definitely not taught anything about fertility and that is why there are so many myths and misconceptions and I wanted to like break some of those down today and yeah if you believe any of these then hopefully after this episode then you won't believe them anymore and you'll realise why they are myths or why they're wrong. So the first myth, well Okay, so this is kind of true, but it's also not the full story. But the first myth about infertility, so when you're trying to get pregnant and you can't, one of the big myths is that you just need to relax and it's going to happen. Now, this is actually true, partly. Well, it's true, but it's only part of the story. So if you are trying, I know like getting Uh, getting pregnant can be really stressful for people and a lot of the time that stress that psychological stress of oh my god we're trying to get pregnant and we can't that sort of makes it a lot harder to get pregnant and that is because stress causes an increase in cortisol and the reason why an increase in cortisol can impact your fertility and make it harder for you to get pregnant is because when the body is producing cortisol so there's something called pregnenolone in the body and that can either be used to produce cortisol or it can be used to produce progesterone now you need progesterone to get pregnant and you also need progesterone to stay pregnant so if you if your body is using all of its pregnenolone to create cortisol because you're really stressed it's not going to have enough to produce progesterone so it's going to make it a lot harder for you to conceive and it's also going to make it a lot harder for you to maintain that pregnancy you know, to a healthy baby, to term, basically. Um, The second reason is that if you have really, really high cortisol all the time, that can actually, because it reduces progesterone production, that can actually stop you from ovulating. So even if you're having periods, you might not be releasing an egg. So you're not going to get pregnant if you're not releasing an egg. So again, that just makes it a lot harder to get pregnant. So I can see why this myth is, you know, commonly thought because it's kind of true when you think about cortisol and progesterone, but at the same time, it's not the only factor that goes into fertility. If you are really, let's say, really malnourished or you have nutrient deficiencies, you have structural abnormalities that make it difficult for you to properly ovulate, you know, 
all of these different things can cause infertility or difficulty getting pregnant and they're not really stress related or they're not directly related to stress so there are a lot of other factors that can cause you to be infertile and that's why I would say it's so important to go to the doctor and get scans get blood work and actually determine like what is the cause of your infertility why are you finding it so hard um I would caution that because doctors are very quick to just give you medications um you know they might see that you're struggling to conceive and be like oh well here's some clomid just take that that'll make you ovulate whereas in reality it could be something as simple as you know you just need to eat a bit more or you need to eat a more varied diet or you need to exercise less you know the there are things that can help you to conceive that aren't medication related so hopefully I've answered that myth kind of true but kind of not so the next myth that I wanted to cover is the fact that a lot of people think that when a couple is struggling to conceive so when I'm going to talk about in this um, episode a heterosexual couple so like a man and a woman um so when a man and a woman are trying to conceive a lot of the time it's automatically assumed that if they are struggling it's the woman's problem so it's it's the woman's fertility that is the issue well that is true most of the time it's not always true sometimes the woman you know is ovulating fine she's got great progesterone levels you know she's her body is ready to have a baby it can be the man that's the issue because men can men can have like low sperm counts they can have poor sperm motility um poor sperm morphology i'm not really an expert in like you know what makes sperm good or bad but i know that you know that there are men's fertility issues and if the man say has a very very low sperm count or doesn't even have any sperm which can happen then it's going to be a lot harder for that couple to get pregnant and again that's why i think it's important going to the doctor and you know getting all of the testing done including the man so the man would have to give a sperm sample and then the doctors can test you know all of the the number of sperm the motility the morphology all of that kind of thing just to see if the man is actually the issue another really important myth to think about is we all know that or well most of us know that the older a woman gets the less fertile she gets in particular when you get say above your 40s your fertility does decrease you know you might start to go through the menopause where your periods are going to stop you're you're not going to ovulate anymore you're not you're not fertile anymore when you've gone through menopause because you're not releasing an egg every month so we kind of know that about women I think that's quite well known but what we don't know or what a lot of people don't realize is that age can impact a man's fertility as well so when a man gets to say their 40s their sperm count can start to decrease or the quality of their sperm might decrease and this is especially the case if you know with things like excessive alcohol intake drug use um there are you know radiation exposure there are certain factors that can impact a man's um sort of sperm quality as well but age is also a really important factor to consider studies also show that the older a man gets so when a man reaches his 40s and beyond the sperm volume decreases and also the sperm motility but studies also show that there are actually you know the the actual dna in the sperm is more fragmented it's more likely to be 
you know, not um, ideal or not optimal. Um, so again, that's something that's going to Im- impact fertility. And even if a couple does conceive and they are a lot older, the the um, baby is more likely to have sort of genetic... Um, why have I just forgotten the word? Genetic defects or genetic abnormalities, um, the older the couple is because of this sort of changes in the DNA in the sperm and also changes in the egg DNA. Um, I'm not going to go into it, but basically, um, how do I describe this really quickly? So a woman's eggs begin to sort of develop in puberty and they kind of stop at a certain point in development. And then it's these eggs that get released every month. And then if that egg gets fertilized, then the development continues. So the longer a woman's eggs are kind of halted in that first stage of development, the more likely it is that the genes are going to mutate, leading to genetic abnormalities um, or chromosomal abnormalities. So the longer, the older a woman is, the longer their eggs have been sort of waiting in that first stage of development. Um, So the more likely it is that there are going to be issues with the baby. Um, I hope that makes sense. Another (laughs) huge myth that I think I can... I can kind of see why people think this and it's it might be true for some people but um so say a couple has already had a baby um a lot of people then think right well they don't really need to worry about fertility um because they've already got a baby but you know some couples might want a second baby they might want a third baby and fertility is not just about especially for women as you will know if you listen to my podcast you know, regularly. Fertility is, it's a sign of your overall health. So even if you don't want to have a baby or you don't want a baby in the near future, you need to think about your fertility because if you're, if you're having difficult, say if you're a woman and you don't have periods or, you know, you're a man and your sperm count is really low, there might be an underlying reason for that. There might be a medical condition. There might be nutrient deficiencies you might be overly stressed and all of these things are really they need to be addressed even if you don't want to have children even if you're not bothered necessarily about conceiving you still need to think about why am I having these difficulties with my fertility why am I infertile there might be an underlying reason and it's kind of I feel like infertility obviously assuming there there are no structural abnormalities or genetic problems a lot of the time when you're infertile it's it's kind of like your body is giving you a signal to say something's not quite right so say with hypothalamic amenorrhea the reason you're not having periods you might think oh well it doesn't matter because I don't really want a baby yet but your body is telling you there's something wrong by stopping your periods it's signaling to you that you know you need to change something because we don't feel safe and that's why we're not having a period. That's why we've stopped the menstrual cycle. Um, and it's the same for men as well. You know, that there, there could be an underlying problem. So I think infertility is... I've kind of just gone off on a tangent. I know the myth was basically, if you've got a child, you don't need to worry about fertility. But everybody should be thinking about, you know, their overall health. And if there are issues with fertility, that could be a sign that there's something else going on. So, you know even if you don't want another baby or you don't want a baby at all, keep it in mind. Another myth with fertility is that you need to have sex every single day if you want to get pregnant. If you want to do that, then 
go ahead like good for you have sex every single day if you want have sex multiple times a day if you want if you've got the time or the energy for that but you don't need to do that if you want to get pregnant you I mean at the end of the day and I've said this in multiple episodes because this is another really big misconception but the egg is only actually there for 12 to 24 hours so within those 12 to 24 hours that's the only time that that egg can get fertilized now sperm can live in the cervix for up to five days so you're technically fertile for six days of the month if you count the five days before you ovulate and the day of ovulation if you have sex at any point in that fertile window then you could get pregnant so you don't you can have sex every day within that fertile window if you know when you ovulate and i always suggest that you track your cycle so that you know when you're going to ovulate especially if you want to conceive if you have sex every day in that window then you know you're really you're increasing your chances of getting pregnant but having sex say you know two weeks after you ovulate you're not going to get pregnant so you could have sex every day of the month but you're only going to actually be able to get pregnant within that six day window so you know if you want to have sex every day then you can but it's it's not something you have to do and I do think a lot of the time with couples who are trying to conceive the extra stress of having to have sex every single day causes you know a lot of unnecessary psychological stress which can impact fertility as we spoke about before and it can also cause tension in the relationship because you know you might couples might get to the point where they don't want to have sex anymore because they're they're having it every single day in the hopes of getting pregnant whereas if they just you know spread it out a bit more and focus more specifically on that six day window then you know they're not going to be as stressed their relationship isn't going to be as strained but they're still going to have the best chances of getting pregnant so that is the end of today's episode i hope that if you thought some of these myths were true then you know you kind of realize why they're not true or why they're partly true but they're not the full story i really hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did please leave me a review on apple or spotify If you want to watch the episodes, then head over to my YouTube channel. You might already be watching the episode on YouTube. um, And if so, please subscribe. And if not, then just type in Finding Flow on YouTube and the podcast should pop up. Um, Thank you so much for listening and or watching. And I'll see you in the next episode.